Good evening, welcome to our post service this evening. Um, this evening we are looking at how we can get more like Jesus by watching the TV. Romans, and uh, it's uh, from Romans chapter 12, um, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Well, the title of tonight's uh, Pulse service is um, Get More Like Jesus While Watching TV. Uh, sounds like a, a win-win situation. Um, this was the title of a book written by a guy called Nick Pollard, um, who uh, produces a lot of material for engaging with culture but with the Damaris Trust. Um, key verse we're considering this evening is from that uh, passage that is, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And there's a lot of areas we could look at in our lives um, in relation to this verse. And later we're going to hear from uh, some of the young people who've been doing a Lent course about how how that's been going. Um, But I'd like to focus this evening on TV because, um, after all, a lot of us watch TV. It's It's a big influence on the lives of people in our world. But also there's lessons we can learn from this that we can also apply to other areas of our lives. Um, for some of you, the get more like Jesus while watching TV will be a bit of a contradiction in terms. You know, maybe you think there's actually nothing positive at all about watching TV. Um, and for others, you may be thinking, well, actually, how can anything bad come from watching TV? As long as you avoid the programs which have uh, all the, um, the violence and sex and bad language, just cut those out and surely everything's fine. Um, when all this gets us thinking about this subject, I'd like to ask you a question. Um, I'd like you to discuss with your neighbour, what is, if you do watch TV, um, what is your favourite TV programme? And um, why do you enjoy watching it? What's your favourite TV programme? And why do you enjoy watching it? Okay, let's uh, see what um, different things people came up um, right, so anyone who want to share with us, um, what's your favourite TV programme and why do you enjoy watching it? Someone volunteer, let's um, see what answers, otherwise we're just going to have to pick on somebody, aren't we, Tom Hitch? Yeah, gosh, it's yeah. Nice enough. Yeah, Jackie, what's your favourite? Uh, Waking the Dead. Waking the Dead. And why? Um, you, why do you enjoy watching it? Mysteries to Solve, who's done it and who's been involved. Okay, yeah, the whole mystery thing, who's done it, who's been involved, yeah, good. Anybody else? Yeah, Hugh? Foils War. Foils War. And uh, what's the good about that, Hugh? I like Hastings, and it's always the ending is always right. Like <laughs> you like a good ending, yeah, yeah. A good happy ending, yeah, good. Anybody else? Master Chef. <laughs> yes, Helen, why Master Chef? And good food. And good food, yes, yeah, yeah. Paddy Gay. I have a number of programmes. Yeah. Uh, I like Match of the Day. Um, I also like Come Dine With Me because there isn't any good food, but the people are ridiculous. Um, and also The Simpsons too. Well, you might, you're a lucky night, Paddy. We've got a little clip from The uh, Simpsons later on. But um, 
There's different reasons why, why we might enjoy a program we watch on TV. Um, there's different ways of watching a TV program if, if we are a Christian. And uh, in the forward to his book, Nick Pollard um, gets you to imagine a scene. Let me uh, read out what he says in his forward to the book. He says, will you imagine a scene with me? It's the living room in a flat shared by four Christians. That might be you younger guys in a couple of years' time. Uh, she's probably Robbie and George at the moment, isn't it? Flat shared by four Christians. They're sitting down together in front of the TV. They're going to watch exactly the same program on exactly the same set in exactly the same room. And yet, it is going to have four very different effects upon them. Two of them are going to take significant steps forward in their walk with God. They're going to get more like Jesus. But two of them are going to go the other way. One of them will be aware of the presence of God as they watch the program. And one, by the end of the show, will feel that God is even more distant than ever. One will find that the TV sharpens their brain and enlivens it to think more deeply about living for Christ in today's world. And one will switch their brain even more fully into the off position as they become even more dull and lifeless. Well, what is the difference between these four Christians and the way they watch TV? It's what's going on inside their heads. We've got uh, four ways to watch TV coming up here. Um, the first of those is looking out for the good, uh, rejecting the bad and the ugly. Um, the first flatmate recognises that, um, uh, that God has made us as creative people. Art is something that's been given to us by God when he made us in his image. Um, but that flatmate also remembers that we live in a fallen world, it's corrupt, it's, uh, there are bad things in it, and it's distinguishing between the good and the bad. Second flatmate looks for um, the different values that that TV programme is telling you about the world in which we live, the way people act, what they say, how they behave. What is that telling us about values that are important to people in the world we live, and how can that help us understand um, the challenges that people face? Uh, third one is the brainless entertainment, the uh, switching off, which I'm sure we're all tempted to do, um, particularly when you've had a busy day, you just want to switch off and uh, not think or use your brain at all. And uh, finally, escapism. Maybe you just want to um, get into the, uh, the, the life of the person you can see on this program and live that life and fantasise about that person uh, and what they're doing and wish that was you, almost escapism getting into it. Now, we may never have actually even thought about how we watch TV before, um, but the chances are that we would have um, done each one of these things at different times. Um, and the question as we're, as we're looking at this evening is, how can we be more like Jesus as we do watch TV? But, um, so the first part of the verse I want to look at this evening is, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Or another way of saying that is... Um, don't become so comfortable in the world that you fit into it without even thinking. Before I go any further, it's important just to um, see where a passage fits into the Bible um, and where this passage comes from. Um, chapter 12 starts with the words, Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, and then carries on. And the whole of the book of Romans up to this point um, has been describing mankind's problem. Uh, the fact that um, we've rebelled against God, we've chosen to live our life our way. Um, and it uh, talks about the fact that we deserve, therefore, God's judgment. It also talks about God's mercy, the fact that he has found a solution for us, that we don't need to face that judgment anymore. Uh, through his son, Jesus Christ, we can be forgiven. 
So chapter 12 starts by saying, in view of God's mercy, in view of all that's gone before in the book of Romans, in other words, because God saved you when you didn't deserve it, he says, I urge you to offer yourselves as living sacrifices. And one way in which we can do that is by not conforming to the pattern of this world. So how can we offer ourselves then as living sacrifices? How can we not conform to the pattern of this world? Particularly when we watch TV. What is the danger of TV? Well, TV affects the way we think, affects the way we feel. And that can be good, that can be bad. Um, Sometimes we're aware of it, sometimes we may not be aware of it. I don't know how many of you saw uh, Comic Relief last week. Don't many of you see Comic Relief? Um, anybody watch it? No? Very well. Oh, there's a few people watched it. Good. Um, I don't know you watch some of those clips of those children. Um, you couldn't really help but, you know, feel pretty deeply about it, could you? Um, you know, when you watch a clip of a, a doctor with uh, four babies um, and three ventilators, uh, knowing that one of those babies had to die, you can't help but feel pity for that situation. Um, and so, TV affects the way we feel, and it can be good, it can also be bad. God has made us in his image, um, so he's made us with a sense of pity and compassion. Um, he's made us with a sense of justice, so we get worked up. I love films which are, have this sense of injustice which I can really get worked up about. And that's not a bad thing, because those values um, are values that are important to God. But there are other worldly values that come from the fact that we live in a fallen world. We live in a world where we are surrounded by sin and we can become influenced by them in a negative way. And so we see um, sexual immorality as commonplace. Um, we see people taking revenge into their own hands and that almost being sort of justified. Um, we see lying uh, and deceit portrayed as, as just normal things. Uh, we see war, uh, violence being glamorised and treated as entertainment, um, somewhat different from real war. If you want to see a, a film where, I guess, the real impact of war can be seen, uh, have a look at the opening scenes of Saving Private Ryan, if you've seen that, if you're 15, and you're able to watch that. But that, that really brings home um, just how awful uh, war really is. So if there's good and bad in TV, uh, what do we do? Do we draw up a list of programmes which are bad and those that are good? We watch the, the good ones and, and we just turn off the bad ones? Um, it's not quite that easy, is it? Because a lot of programmes are a mixture of good uh, and bad. Um, so, what I just want to do now is George and Rob are going to come up and um, one of them is going to argue that... Uh, how many know the programme Scrubs? Anybody seen the programme Scrubs? Um, I don't actually know it, but um, these two guys have watched it. One of them is going to argue that this is a good programme worth watching that Christians should watch. The other one's going to argue, actually, no, you, don't, you just want to turn the TV off. This is not worth watching. Um, if you haven't watched it, see what they say. Um, see which one is the stronger argument. And um, let's see you go. Over to you guys. So, Robbie, Scrubs. Scrubs. Explain. Okay, so Scrubs is a, a comedy about um, a guy called JD um, and this few, few mates, Turk and Elliot, and uh, they're doctors in a hospital called Secret Heart and it follows his life as a doctor in this hospital at Secret Heart. So, yeah. Okay. George, so, what's, uh, what's good about it? Um, well, I think, obviously, as you heard, it's in a hospital, so the kind of main theme is the fact that JD, Turk, and the guys are doctors, so they're helping people. I think that's quite a good Christian principle for me and for all of us, I guess. Um, there's quite a lot of the, um, the focus is around relationships with each other, with patients, 
and uh, with other randoms in the show. Um, so there's just two really great principles there. What do you think? Yeah, um, you can also look and uh, see some bad points from Scrubs. Um, you're talking about relationships, but most of these relationships aren't <coughs> Christian relationships. They're not, uh, not definitely not uh, godly, some of them. Um, so you could argue that that isn't filling our minds with, uh, with the great ideas. But um, also, um, some of the time management isn't too great. Uh, they're doctors, so they're busy a lot of the time. So they just get immersed in their work. Um, even whenever they're during um, just out at home, they're usually back in the hospital getting paged and stuff. So it's uh, very busy for them, so they don't get much time for themselves. Okay. So uh, do you want to have a hands up for people who think that that's a good program to be watching uh, first? Even though you might have never seen it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> There's the mint smiling. There we go. Not too good. Yeah. Who you think it's actually probably not worth watching? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing, George. Nightmare. <laughs> but just show that there's good and bad things about different programmes. A um, couple of uh, examples coming up here. Some of you will have watched the um, programme Friends, another comedy sitcom. Um, there are some good things about Friends. Um, it shows a sort of sense of friendship and loyalty. Uh, these are friends that have stuck together through um, well, 10 years of a program. <laughs> um, but there's some negative things. What is it that's really driving these people? Um, what are their morals? Um, actually, a lot of the time, it's just what can I get away with, not what's right and what's wrong. It's what can I get away with. Um, another program coming up, um, The Simpsons, which we're going to do um, a little exercise on in a minute. Um, in... Uh, in fact, I think we'll do it now before we, before we come up with this. Um, Matt, are you able to sort of put on the, um, the video clip? Now, as you watch this, look at, try and think out what is good about this. What are the sort of issues that are coming out? Um, how is it helping you think about discerning between right and wrong? And um, what, is, what is not so good? Good evening, this is Kent Brockman. Efforts to find out whose selfish crime against the environment caused our entrapment have been fruitless. <laughs> Until moments ago! <laughs> A shocking discovery has been made here at Lake Springfield. That could be anybody's pig crap silo. Homer, <laughs> it was you! You single-handedly killed this town! I know, it's weird. Just a reminder, this station does not endorse vigilante justice. Unless it gets results, which it will. You didn't listen to me after I warned you. Don't worry, nobody watches this stupid show. Hmm, what's that ominous glow in the distance? Max, look, those idiots don't even know where we live. Did you see the news? Honey, come on, we have bigger problems. But I'm so angry. You're a woman. You can hold on to it forever. Okay. Homer, you have to go out there, face that mob, and apologize for what you did. I would. I'm afraid if I open the door, they'll take all of you. No, we won't. We just want Homer. Well, maybe not you, but they'll kill Grandpa. Ah! 
third part of the mob! Teeny, take out the baby! Yeah, let me get that for you. Stay back, I got a chainsaw. Uh-oh. Mark! Crawl across! Hurry! What if they see you trying to help us? They'll kill you! Oh, pshaw. I'm sure your father would do the same for... Point taken. Now hustle your bustles. Archers! I'm using a red arrow so I know who I kill. No, Plopper. If you push that, Daddy will die. Hey, my luck's beginning to turn. Uh, different things that came out as you watched that. There's all sorts of issues going on there, weren't there? Um, let's have the roving mic again. What values, what issues came out of that, that little clip there, just those few minutes? Anybody want to suggest something? Use of language? Yes. What, as in sort of uh, homeless sort of... Uh, yes, okay. Uh, Jane at the back there, do you want to rush down? Yes, very good. Marge said how wrong he was and recommended that he apologise. Did he, did he apologise? Um, no, there was no sense of sort of remorse there, was there? Um, they kept coming up with excuses. Uh, it's a sense of, what do we do when we've done something wrong? Um, do we apologise? Do we recognise the wrong we've done? Or do we just make excuses? Yeah, Alan. The neighbour's compassion, in spite of the fact that he probably knew that Homer wouldn't have returned the, uh, the favour. Yes, that's right. Ned Flanders is uh, Homer's Christian neighbour. Um, didn't have to stick out this plank to let him walk across. Um, could have been lynched by the mob himself, but uh, still, when I did that, it's a sign of mercy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, he thought he'd got away with like dumping it in the lake, but then they turned it round. <laughs> had his name on it. So. Yeah, basically, all he was concerned about um, Homer was that he could get away with it. Um, he didn't realise he'd done wrong. He didn't accept that he'd done wrong. Um, he just hoped that no one would know. Yeah, that's right. Yes, you. Yeah. We're trying to keep town tidy today. The mayor's behind it. Yeah, the whole sort of environmental pollution, how do we look after the world that God has uh, put us in and given us to, to look after, yeah. Good, well, that's, quite, that's quite a lot, isn't it, just from a few minutes, uh, just to sort of see how you can engage with that. Um, we're going to be coming on to in a minute to how we have our minds renewed and transformed um, as we think about the second part of that verse. Okay, the second part of the verse. Let be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I wonder how many of us switch off our minds when we watch TV. Um, it's easy to do, isn't it? We've had a busy day at school, come back exhausted, busy day at work. Um, you don't want to engage your mind. You just want to relax. And, um, you know, if you watch a documentary, um, particularly if it's a David Attenborough voiceover, it might just lull you off. Um, God wants us to make the most of our minds. And uh, it doesn't mean we only watch documentaries or only those programs of educational value. Um, but it doesn't mean we should evaluate 
what we are seeing on the screen in front of us. We need to positively engage with it. And one of the aspects of modern life is that we do just consume things. We're consumers. Um, everything's given to us. It's put on a plate. Um, often we don't need to think. Um, it's a danger when we come to church that we don't actually engage with God, that uh, we come and uh, are, are taught at and, uh, and uh, entertained even um, without actually listening to God. But as Christians, we are individuals who are special to God and uh, he expects us to use our minds to understand him, to um, understand his plan of salvation, understand the way he expects us to live uh, as Christians. And that's why he doesn't just give us a list of rules to, to follow and to tick um, to say we've done that. He gives us principles to follow, to, to work out in, in different situations. He wants to learn something which is called discernment. Discernment is a very important thing as you're growing up. Uh, ultimately, that's what your parents want you to learn. Discernment, to discern between good and bad, between um, wise and unwise, between right and wrong. The book of Proverbs is full of references to discernment. This is one from uh, Proverbs 3. It says, My son, preserve sound judgment and discernment. Do not let them out of your sight. They will be life for you and ornament to grace your neck. Well, this is Paul writing to your church in Philippi. This is what he says. He says, This is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. It's not something we are just struggling to do ourselves, not just struggling to lead better lives. It's we're, we're working with the Holy Spirit. He is working in us. Um, he's helping us to see where we need to change our lives, um, helping us to discover how God wants us to live. So as I, I finish, before we, we, we um, sing again and hear from some of the, the young people, um, why do we need to do all this? Um, well, it says there at the end of that passage that Emily read out, it says, Then you'll be able to test and approve what his perfect will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. In other words, you will know how to do everything that God wants you to do. Um, that is using the minds that he's given us. The reason we're meant, if we are Christians here, to be different is we're meant to glorify God, to, to, to show his greatness to the world in which we live. And we can do that in, in the way we use our minds and the way we respond to what we see and the way we apply that to our daily behaviour. Do people look at us and think, actually, there's something different about that person? Um, he doesn't just take in everything he sees, um, everything she sees on television, um, but they discern between what is good and what is bad. So I just want to leave you with um, a question, and we'll have a, just a moment of quiet before we do go into the song, and uh, just allow you to think through this. And that is, first of all, how have our attitudes been shaped by what we've seen on TV? How have our attitudes been shaped by what we've seen? Um, do we, we need to change the way we watch TV um, so we can see the world as God sees it? Have our attitudes been shaped? And uh, do we need to, to change the way we watch TV so we can see it as God would want us to watch it?